It's Tuesday, December 1st. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today, Mr. Bill Barker. Good to see you. Good to be here. We've got retail news. We've got a question about the next potential war on something. And I'm not talking about you know global wars. I'm talking about you know, like the war on cash, that kind of thing. Uh, Bill has a Christmas movie to pitch me. Uh, let me say up front, that's going to be in the second half of the show. We're going to try and keep tangents to the second half of the show. Um, so let's jump right in with Zoom video. Third quarter results for Zoom video were better than expected. Guidance for the fourth quarter was not what Wall Street wanted to hear. Uh, and maybe Wall Street's getting a little greedy because if I'm not mistaken, Zoom video projected revenue growth for the fourth quarter at north of 320%. And that's a little, you know, that's the slowing growth that uh, is at least for the day, um, uh, well, not a death knell for Zoom video, but the stock has sold off about 13% today. Yeah, far from a death knell, I would say. So the 52-week low for the stock, which you can imagine was uh, roughly 12 months ago, uh, $62, high 588. Um, so back to 412. It's really about the same level it was right after the uh, second quarter fiscal second quarter report uh, that it gave three months ago, and the stock moved way up. To this level today, it's moving down a bit back to the level. I think it's basically confirmation that the uh, the floor underneath this stock is very, very, very secure. Or the floor under the company, the ceiling gets reduced as um, you know the the vaccine news comes in um, better. Uh, there's been a lot of that lately, and that puts a little bit of a cap on on the very near term story of Zoom. Um, and if people get to go back to their old lives, either eventually or sooner than eventually, uh, that takes a little bit of the helium out of the Zoom stock. But, you know, it's 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 still a pretty richly valued stock. It is a richly valued stock, but this is one of those days where if this is a stock that's been on your watch list, you're probably pretty happy that you've got the opportunity today to buy it when it's close to 15% lower than it was yesterday. Yeah, revenue up 367% um, year over year and continued growth next year. Now, some of the guidance is a little bit cautious uh, for 2021 because Zoom, like the rest of us, doesn't really know what's going to happen. And so, the massive, rapid, profitable adoption of Zoom across so many industries and so many people uh, is great, but will that will everybody stick around when they have the option not to? And Zoom doesn't yet know. It's optimistic that it's providing a service that's going to be uh, entrenched in uh, people's and businesses' lives uh, to a great degree, but it can't make those promises. And so I think that the company is is known for exceeding expectations and the guidance that it provides. As you point out, the guidance is more conservative than Wall Street maybe was hoping for. Again, you know, you're looking at the 13% off today and a little bit that uh, preceded this off in the last couple of weeks. It's still, you know, 6-7 times what it was 52 weeks ago, the stock. And and it's so 6-7 times what it was as stock. Uh, the revenues are up 
300%. So really, there is some inflated, uh, you know, price earnings multiple on, on top of the really unbelievable growth. But, you know, it could it could get cut in half again from here, sure. But it would still be, you know, quadruple, triple what it was last year. Shares of Kohl's are up 14% this morning after the retailer announced a 10-year partnership with Sephora. This is similar to the recent partnership between Target and Ulta Beauty. Sephora is going to open hundreds of small beauty shops inside Kohl's stores. They're aiming for 200 by next fall and more than 800 by 2023. This, that's ambitious, but th- this also seems like a smart move by Kohl's. This smart move by Kohl's is Sephora is getting out of JCPenney. Um, and I would say what this does is we t- talk sometimes floors and ceilings. I mean, Kohl's was exploring what the floor was for its business back in in March. And it, as a stock, it okay, everything had its lows back in, in March, April, uh, especially things with the physical retail presence that, that Kohl's and, and others had. Down around 10, 11 bucks a share back then. Now it's it's thirty six, so it's you know it still had a bad year as a stock, uh, even though it's it's more than tripled in that time period. And if Sephora were the cure all for a retailer's woes, then J C Penney would still be thriving, right? It's leaving intelligently Sephora is picking up and taking its business away from JCPenney and going into Kohl's, but Sephora is not on its own going to be any any more able to make Kohl's a hot retail opportunity than it was able to do so uh, for JCPenney. Uh, nevertheless, you know, Kohl's is a, a better operation than JCPenney, certainly hasn't gone through uh, the, quite the, the disruptions that JCPenney has, but, you know, Keep in mind, this is more shoring up the floor than exploring the ceiling. No, but it's it's absolutely something they need to do, and it reminded me a little bit of the uh, partnership they struck with Amazon. Uh, I'm talking about Kohl's, of course, uh, to provide returns within Kohl's locations. I mean, this gives people one more reason to actually go into a Kohl's. Um, Kohl's does curbside pickup. I don't see them promoting it in the same way that uh, we've seen Target and Walmart. Um, but uh, you know, those two businesses have certainly provided a blueprint for what Kohl's could be in the future. Um, I don't know. It's it, I, I, I'm not buying shares of Kohl's, but I don't think it's unreasonable that it, the the stock is up today in the way that it is. No, it's not unreasonable. It's uh, definitely still trading at more attractive multiples to uh, what might be the earnings story. It was a pretty consistent earnings story of about four, four fifty a share, somewhere in that range over the last eight nine years. Lost a dollar fifty a share this year. Obviously, this year is uh, an outlier, but it was pretty consistent. About nineteen billion dollars in revenue almost every year. Really not moving up or down from that. Buying back some shares. So even though it was losing uh, on the margins, it was buying back shares and keeping a, that earnings per share story, you know, reasonably consistent. At this point, they're you know they're not going to come close to that eighteen high eighteen low nineteen billion dollar annual revenue that they've been hitting. 
but you know, 2021 is going to be a better year for stores like this. It's not going to suffer quite as much as your JCPenney, Sears, highly mall-based uh, um, stores like this, but it's still it's an uphill battle against uh, against Amazon. It's, it's improved the online experience, uh, but it's got a long way to go. Our email address is marketfoolery at fool.com. Question from Sean Bryan in Harrisville, Utah, who writes, I think there may come a time when people will look back and wonder how we justified eating animal meat, at least in the amounts that we do now. If the war on cash is followed by a war on meat, what are the first three stocks you would put in that basket? It's an interesting thought exercise. I, I, the, the obvious first stock is probably Beyond Meat. Um, and if Impossible Foods goes public, um, they're in there as well. Yeah, I, I guess it, it would uh, depend, you know, if, if the war is being waged against the meat uh, processors, right, you're going to want to stay pretty far away from uh, Smithfield, for instance, um, which now owned by, by China. Uh, but I think, you know, obviously the, the beyond meats of the world are where you would kind of start with that. You know, is is poultry being taken out too? In this uh, in this example, I, by the way, I'm totally willing to entertain the notion that uh, meat consumption is going to suffer as as people become one. They've got more opportunities to get a meat like taste from the Beyond Meats, uh, but you know, in, increased exposure to the story of factory farms and things like that. I could certainly see society. Uh, turning its back and, and looking back on our generation and how much meat we eat and how we uh, produce it uh, as being uh, something that, that is fairly horrifying to the future generations. Well, to answer your question, uh, you know, uh, Sean writes, eating animal meat. Chickens are animals. So, yeah, I guess poultry is part of that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, then then you can't, you know, where whereas poultry often and has picked up uh, from people's moving away for purely health reasons, away from red meat. If boy, if all those uh, chickens are freed, uh, we've we've got quite a situation on our hands. Yeah, I mean, it it just speeds up the animal revolution, probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I do think these are are trends. Uh, that need to be considered. And I think Tyson Foods is, you know, one of those things that uh, I, I wouldn't put all of my money into that or Hormel uh, or, or any of those. I, I, I also think it's a trend that needs to be considered. I don't think for investors, this is as lucrative a trend, uh, both in the near term or even in the long term, as the war on cash. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and but and likely to be a much bloodier war too. Uh, I mean, beef is about, and the production of it are about as central to the iconography of the American experience as you can get. Um, if if you're like me, you know, the fact that you have never driven in um, a herd of cattle to the slaughterhouse is probably something that you consider. Uh, a failing at a certain level. 
as an American man? Um, Don't you feel at some level like you're supposed to have done that by now? I mean, it may not be a level you could even put words into. I see you struggling, but you know what I'm talking about. I think you're talking about the movie City Slickers, which is the only passing thought I ever had of like, I wonder what that would be like. And then by the end of the movie, I thought, well, that was a fun movie. But no, I'm not interested in doing that. No, no, no. Not as a vacation. As you know, you've got to do this or the ranch is going to have to be sold. Like this level of uh, being tied to the land and the animals and the the production of your own food and all that in, in a way that, look, I, you, you're a big movie fan. You've watched uh, your fair share of Westerns. I mean, I'm not talking. Yeah, my, my, fair, my fair share of Westerns is probably smaller than other people's fair share of Westerns. But you, you know that this is uh, laced into the American psyche. And uh, if you're going to take beef away, boy, I, I, you know, you look at the way that uh, wearing a mask is uh, made a partisan issue. I think you take people's beef away. You, you, you wage a war on it. You know, that's that's going to there's going to be more blood than uh, than you'd like. Well, and to go back to the war on cash, uh, how much resistance is cash putting up? Is the U.S. Treasury really, uh, is that a fair fight between Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Square, and all these other companies? Is that a fair fight, all of them, against the U.S. Treasury Department? I'm going to say no. Whereas, to your point, yeah, the the beef industry, the poultry industry, yeah, they're going to put up a fight. Not only that, so uh, we were watching uh, the old uh, beef, it's what's for dinner commercials. Great commercials. Iconic. And the fact that you have them voiced by people like... Sam Elliott and Robert Mitchum, I mean, two of the all-time great voices. So, yeah, yeah. those are, the, the the, you know, Copeland. again, again, cash. The U.S. Treasury Department is not running 30-second commercials on television or 15-second pre-roll ads on YouTube to be like, cash, it's what's in your wallet. Like, no, they're not doing that. Right. And, and even, if you, even if you saw that, even if they produced a great commercial, you probably wouldn't get... Uh, misty-eyed uh, for oh, God. Remember when we used to just spend cash all the time? God, those were the days. <laughs> just wouldn't happen. No, Whereas wouldn't you happen. watch that commercial, and you're like, "I'll tell you what I'm having for dinner: beef." Because <laughs> <laughs> it's what's for dinner. <laughs> um, it's December first. It is the beginning. If if you had just started listening to Market Foolery in the past six months or so. Um, you're not aware of, of what we've been doing every year since 2015, which is uh, producer Dan Boyd and I are on a mission to improve the menu of holiday music here in America as stations flip to all holiday formats and play the same 50 songs uh, starting in 2015. Me and Dan Boyd, and it's mostly Dan because he's he's got the music expertise uh, and depth of knowledge uh, for all kinds of great holiday music that never makes it to the uh, radio airwaves. Uh, So, that's what you're going to hear this month uh, in lieu of our normal closing music. You're going to hear a different holiday song every day. Uh, Speaking of holidays, uh, two quick things before we wrap up. One, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on tonight, 8 o'clock on CBS. I'll probably be watching. I will not be live-tweeting. Because uh, I feel like I've done that enough, and and uh, there's there's no need to go down that road. But you had mentioned to me that you had an idea for a Christmas movie that you wanted to pitch me. 
uh, first of all, on the live tweeting, like because you did it a few times, couldn't you just go back and get those tweets and sync to to the airing of the show for those that uh, didn't get to experience the live tweet with you back in the day? It was only like two years ago was your last one or three. I think two. I, think yeah, I don't know. I, th- I feel like that. Would, it's just like, oh, here's the, this thing. I said, yeah, maybe I could just go back and just retweet everything. I don't know. Yeah, people people uh, bump up tweets all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm not pitching you a movie. It's it's more of a, a show. And you can point out here, whereas you won't be live tweeting it, you do every year in hopes that some Hollywood producers out there try to pitch your idea of the Yukon Cornelius backstory. Yeah, the origin, origin story, story of Yukon Cornelius. He's young. Uh, fresh face, wide eyed, and and over it's it's a gritty live action series. Look, this is a beloved children's special, and Yukon Cornelius is brandishing multiple weapons in it. I mean, the guy's packing a gun. He's got a whip. Uh, he's he's got skills. He's got survival skills. He's got uh, some kind of an axe, like a hand axe. So there there is a absolutely a Netflix. I mean, you, you saw the money that Quibi was throwing at shows that were awful. Uh, put some money behind this idea, people. Anyway, I, and I, I, I don't need, you know, I don't need the money. Just take the idea and run with it. I just want to watch it. Uh, but what's your idea for a series? Who you, who you got being that, that UConn Cornelius? Like a young sort of David Caruso type? I don't know. He is. Uh, he's redheaded, right? In the- he's redheaded, and um, he's he's a little bit dangerously violent I- at times. Yeah, you could yeah, see but, him developing but, but, into Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, David Car- Caruso is uh, too old now. We we right. need a, a young a younger person. Uh, so, uh, King off Rudolph, as as you know, because you've studied it so much in the show, like Santa's a little bit off his game in that one. Uh, he's he's kind of a mean Santa in the Rudolph. I think he needs a he needs a break, and the the fact is, he's not working that hard the rest of the year. Obviously, Christmas Christmas Eve, maybe the week before, putting in the long hours. But he's he's got most of the year off. The elves are making all the toys. What's he doing? I think he should be out solving crimes in a buddy cop type thing. In the a mismatched buddy cop type thing. Is he going to warmer climates to do this thing? Sure, sure. He can survive in warmer climates, unlike the elves. No, I, I, I know he can survive. He's like solving crimes at the North Pole. Right. I mean, it's like utopia up there. No, talking he's, animals he's, and he's got his usual sort of set of powers. He can move around very fast. He can get up and down chimneys. But I mean, what makes him really good? At this is he knows who's been naughty. That's true. That's true. He's. I mean, he's got the list going back. So he, I mean, he's got the. I mean, he's got the database of every person on the planet. So yeah. when when someone's a suspect, he can instantly access the database and just be like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Look. I don't think he knows exactly what they've done. He just he's got is like a spider sense. He knows who's been naughty, right? So then he's got to like gather the evidence. Uh, but I, he's in a mismatched buddy cop thing. Well, he's Santa Claus. So who's uh, like it, like all good buddy cop movies and and series? There there needs to be, uh, you know, sort of a, an oil and water thing going on there. Like who's 
describe the other cop that he's matched up with. Yeah, I think I think in the uh, apropos of nothing episode, that's when I describe who I see him mismatched with in this. All right. Well, and you'll have to come come with something as well. All right. We will get to that. Uh, Bill Barker, as always, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by DJ Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let yourself be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more through the years we'll all be together if the faith allows Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Christmas.